Welcome to the main column, proudly brought to you by our season sponsor, Maricam. Maricam is a global leader in full-service sulfur removal, caustic treating, and spent caustic treatment technologies. We also provide spent caustic handling services as an alternative to technology solutions. Maricam's reputation stands on principles of proven performance, unsurpassed expertise, and an uncommon commitment to its customers. For more information, visit maricam.com. So hello everyone, I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today we're looking at unlocking the potential of clean ammonia production. So this podcast is adapted from the article of the same name, written by Marcus Boucher, who's the Senior Vice President of Compression for Siemens Energy. You can find this article inside of the latest edition of Hydrocarbon Processing, which is the October edition. Now, before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode of the Main Column Podcast, which is SMB. Now, SMB is a top-tiered integrated EPC company that designs and builds world-class, large-scale industrial projects. SMB brings deep technical expertise to help clients solve their greatest challenges to deliver projects on time and budget. Now, when clients entrust their projects to SMB, they can consider it done. You can see how at sbec.com slash hp6. And now, on with the podcast. So green hydrogen is poised to play a crucial role in the energy transition by opening new decarbonization pathways, particularly in energy-intensive industries, so things like marine shipping and transport, chemicals, steel, cement, and so on. However, an efficient and reliable transport network is needed to realize the full potential of hydrogen as a clean energy carrier. Now, chemically combining green hydrogen with other constituents to create liquid e-fuels, such as e-ammonia and e-methanol, is essential to solving the transport puzzle and extending the reach of renewable energy sources. Now, along with pipelines, e-fuels are presently the most efficient method for bulk storage and hydrogen transportation, particularly over long distances. So this podcast is going to discuss the potential of ammonia as a clean energy carrier and the critical role compressors play in its production. So about 70 to 80% of all ammonia produced today is used for fertilizers. It has several other applications relevant to the energy transition, including as a carrier of clean hydrogen. Now, ammonia has a high volumetric hydrogen density, about 17.6 weight percent and a heating value one and a half times greater than pure liquid hydrogen. It's also very stable, so in other words, it has a high autoignition temperature and low condensation pressure, and it requires less energy to liquefy than pure hydrogen. These properties, coupled with the fact that transport infrastructure for ammonia is already well established, so you have things like rail, truck, and pipeline, it makes it an ideal hydrogen transport vector and long-duration energy storage medium. Hydrogen and nitrogen can be extracted from ammonia via established cracking processes. The nitrogen can be disposed of or potentially compressed and sold for use in other industrial processes, creating opportunities for additional streams of revenue for hydrogen end users. Another application for ammonia is in the marine sector, where it's being explored as a sustainable alternative to fuel oil. Direct use is advantageous as it avoids any losses from cracking. Now, research and development activities in, into the combustion of ammonia blends and even direct ammonia combustion are ongoing. 
As a combustion fuel, ammonia opens many decarbonization pathways, particularly in the power generation, mobility, and chemical sectors. So one significant advantage ammonia possesses over other carbon-based e-fuels is the feedstock costs of nitrogen compared to carbon dioxide. While biogenic and industrial waste streams are sources of low-cost carbon dioxide feedstock today, direct air capture is expected to be required for large-scale carbon-based e-fuel production in the future. Now, while direct air cap capture is maturing, capturing atmospheric nitrogen is more efficient than capturing carbon dioxide because it exists at a much higher concentration. So in other words, 78% for nitrogen compared to less than 0.5% for carbon dioxide. Now, compressors, they play a crucial role in ammonia production and they directly impact the boundary conditions of many plants and processes across the ammonia value chain. Compressors are required to produce, transport, and store clean ammonia and its base constituents, which are roughly hydrogen and nitrogen. Now, carbon dioxide compressors are also integral to the carbon capture system that produce blue ammonia via traditional reforming processes. So several different companies are collaborating with their customers in the ammonia and hydrogen markets to help them better understand how its compression packages can optimize energy efficiency and power consumption. So as a specific example, we'll use hybrid or turbo in recent compressors to enable increased turndown and flow flexibility. So this configuration can be particularly beneficial for green hydrogen facilities where production rates will vary depending on how much electricity is supplied by intermittent sources such as wind and solar. Now, in such cases, efficiently meeting pressure and flow requirements can be challenging, and a hybrid compressor solution offers a solution to this problem. Now, traditional ammonia production can be made more sustainable, in other words, through the electrification of compressor drives and waste heat recovery. The synthesis process for ammonia is very carbon-intensive, and it involves chemically combining hydrogen and nitrogen under high temperature and pressure in a reactor. So in other words, the Haber-Bosch process. Now, a substantial portion of the total energy input is consumed by the production of hydrogen during steam methane reforming of natural gas or gasification of coal. The rest, it's consumed as a process energy, mainly for generating heat to initiate the chemical reaction for synthesis. Using high temperature heat pumps and or mechanical vapor recompression cycles with steam compression enables operators to recover that waste heat that would otherwise be lost to the atmosphere. And the thermal energy can then be used to meet process heating requirements. So specific examples where waste heat recovery can be beneficial are in things like electrolyzer plants upstream. So exemplary for an amine system, about 60 to 80% of the required steam and thermal energy can be provided through waste heat recovery while only requiring between 16% and 25% of that heat as additional mechanical power for the compressor at comparable capital expenditure and footprint. So this results in a coefficient of performance between four and six, potentially reducing plant operational expenditures depending on the alternative heat source and the value of heat versus mechanical or electrical energy. An initial calculations show that this innovative waste heat recovery method could reduce the specific energy demand per ton of carbon dioxide captured by up to 1.3 gigajoules per ton. Now the application of the heat recovered is not limited to steam production of amine systems. However, the synergies are obvious as most carbon capture processes apply amine systems for sequestrating the CO2 from the flue gas 
which requires significant amounts of low pressure steam. Now, depending on the plant's location, opportunities may also exist to use the heat for other purposes, including district heating. Now, collaboration is essential. So these measures and others can yield immediate emissions reductions from ammonia production. However, more than technology alone is needed to drive a successful energy transition. Collaboration and co-creation are also essential. Producers and technology providers must collaborate to utilize the full breadth of everyone's experience, expertise, and resources to drive innovation. Strong partnerships and new ways of working will ultimately be necessary to make the clean hydrogen and ammonia economies a reality. Now, we want to thank you for listening to this latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. And we also want to thank our sponsor of this episode, SMB Engineers and Constructors.